So who is Lucas Van Ness, the Green Bay Packers' first-round pick in this year's draft? Hear from his own personal defensive line coach to give you the scouting report, what they're working on, how good can he be? His coach, Eddie McGilvra, joins me on the show, and he thinks Lucas Van Ness has a chance to be special. Our very first rookie orientation series starts right now. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. As I mentioned at the top, Eddie McGilvra, who is Kenny Clark's personal coach, he was Lucas Van Ness's personal coach through the pre-draft process. Sounds like we'll continue to be his personal coach. They're all going to be out there again in L.A. Um, this summer. So this is a person who has scouted Lucas Van Ness, who has worked personally with Lucas Van Ness and will continue to work personally with Lucas Van Ness. We went through my evaluation of Van Ness on our live show. And so I don't want to rehash the whole thing, right? Because everydayers are going to be like, why are we doing this again? We had to do this once already. And I, I get it. But I think it's I think it's worth just looking at where I landed in terms of the summary. We don't have to go through all the minutiae. But just to give you an understanding, here is where I landed ultimately. I said, I get the theory of Lucas Van Ness. He's huge. He's incredibly straight line athletic and there's plenty to work with, but his pass rush plan is non-existent. We're going to talk to Eddie McGilver about that. He's not as powerful as someone his size should be consistently and his lateral agility doesn't show up on tape. He's all projection and didn't even start at Iowa, though there's a reason for that. He's the definition of a boom or bust player. Now, I mentioned this in our Leap article that I wrote about the, the draft process. He's a premium position player. A position where if you want to get a good one, you have to use a first round pick on them. And he fits the athletic profile. Terrific weight adjusted three cone. That is what you want as a pass rusher. 96th percentile speed score. 81st percentile agility score. He's got long arms, 69 percentile arm length. Nice. He's not even 22 years old. And what is interesting about him is he does not come from a football background necessarily. He started playing hockey. And hockey was his, that was what he did. That's what he played until eighth grade. And so then he started playing football in high school, ultimately um, helps Barrington win the school's first Final Four appearance in the state championship. Still, he was only a three-star recruit. He 
uh, was the number 21 recruit in the state of Illinois. He goes to Iowa. But at Iowa, they start by seniority. And as you'll hear from Eddie McGilvra, he played out of position. He played in 2021 of the 462 snaps that he played, 378 of them came in the B gap. So a three technique or shade and 50 of them came in the A gap. Just 34, less than 10% of his snaps in 2021 came on the edge where he is probably going to play in the NFL. That's where the Packers are going to start him anyway. And, and I talked to Eddie about, okay, let him do everything. Let him learn how to play more on the edge. What is the plan here? Eddie gave a very interesting answer to all of that. We'll get to that when we get to the interview. And then in 2022, he basically, uh, it doesn't flip the number quite, but it's almost two to one. So he plays a similar number of snaps, 478, about half the time he's playing outside the tackle. But another 155 snaps plus 19 in the A gap, but 155 in the B gap. So a third or so, he's still playing inside. Another 62 over the tackle, whether that's a four eye, whether that's a five technique, I think he will get some run as a five technique. So we're talking about five snaps a game. That's something he can do, but he played a little bit of everywhere. 74.3 pass rush grade is about the 75th percentile in this class or in the nation, but almost 81 run defense grade. That is elite, elite. That is like top 10, you know, 90th percentile kind of grade. That is another reason why he is very similar to Rashawn Gary because Rashawn Gary in college was already a stout elite level run defender. And the question was, is there more pass rush here to mine? Can he get better? Does he have the twitch? Does he have the polish? And, and we knew he didn't have the polish because we saw it. He had to build that essentially from the ground up. And he was able to do it, which is very impressive, um, but not everyone is able to do it. That is what Lucas Van Ness is working on right now. So he has that elite run defense, but interestingly, his true pass set pass rush grade was 79.4. That's more in that 80th percentile range. And I think that tells you, okay, part of the deal at Iowa was that he's playing run to pass. It is not, let's just let our hair go on fire to try and get after the quarterback. You've got to deal with RPOs got to deal with play action, and they wanted him to play discipline. He's not just on the outside trying to fly out, hunt quarterbacks, and take guys down. In fact, his pass rush win rate shows that 18.8% pass rush win rate. That is elite. That is in that like 85th to 90th sort of percentile range. That is really good right now, and that's playing a third of his snaps out of position. So this is a this is a player who is still learning how to be an edge player in the NFL. Now, that says right away if the Packers need help on the defensive line, he can come in and be comfortable understanding his role. 
He can play a gap and a half. He can control blockers with his length. He can use his speed and his power. And even with Rashawn Gary's injury, they have Preston Smith. They have Justin Hollins. They have Kingsley and Ingbarre. They don't need Lucas Van Ness to come in and be right away their frontline T1A pass rusher. They just don't need him to do that. So he can he can sort of do the Devontae Wyatt thing, which is come along at his own pace. 10 snaps here, 15 snaps there. If there's an injury, now all of a sudden you are press gagged into duty and it is time to go be a starter. And I, I could see by the end of the year, you're playing some more of these penny fronts with three defensive linemen and three linebackers, two outside linebackers usually. You've got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. Well, you could line up Lucas Van Ness as a, as a five-tech or a four-I or a three-tech in some of these different kinds of variation fronts. Penny fronts, usually you've got the nose tackle, a pair of three-techs with shade. And there's some variations of it, but he could do that on the inside, especially if they're going to place that stuff on like second and long, where you want him to be able to rush the passer in a passing situation. But if they're going to try and catch you with a draw or a trap or something to try and spring something on second and long, he can do that defensively. The upside of a player like this, and it was interesting, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they kept bringing up these teams in the top 10, top 12. It was like they could have just drafted Lucas Van Ness. And it wasn't, I don't think so much about Van Ness the player as it was Van Ness the prospect and the idea of a premium position player. You can never have too much pass rush. You can never have too many pieces on your defensive front who are versatile and can do a lot of different kinds of things. And so for the Packers, you have gone toolsy once again. You have to have a plan in place and he has to be willing to work. Is he willing to work. Well, let's hear from the guy who knows because he's been working with him on how to be the best version of LVN that he possibly can. Before we get to that, get to that today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever that's built. You got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars, they're healthy. They taste amazing because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in ridiculous flavors like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. I had a cookies and cream puff today, in fact. It was wonderful. And you can go to Built.com and get them. You can get them with your 17 grams of protein, your 130 calories only, and four grams of sugar. Pretty ridiculous given the way that they taste. Go to built.com and get all the specialty flavors you want. Or you can go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, just doing your shopping and pick them up there. And when you do, let me know what you think. Joining me now, he is defensive line coach to the stars. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go with. I like that. Uh, he is uh, worked with Kenny Clark, Green Bay Packers. And the reason he is here today, because he worked this spring with Lucas Van Ness, Eddie McGilvra. And, and Eddie, I'm, I'm really excited to dig in and talk to you about this. Um, because the the world of of private coaches fascinates me in general. So I'm really I'm really excited to get to hear about your process and all that stuff. Before you work with somebody, do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Like, what is the process there? Can you walk me through that? 
Yeah, it kind of it, for the college guys going into the NFL, getting prepared for the NFL. That would usually be through the agency that they sign with or the independent agent that they work with specifically. Um, I'll usually have a relationship with the guy prior to or the agency prior to. And then they'll connect me with the player as the recruiting process is going on pretty much as they're signing them. And then uh, I'll get them, you know, hand to hand for the next eight to 10 weeks. Uh, For the veterans, though, it's a little different For, for them. It's more word of mouth reference and sometimes even social media guys will reach out and try to get me a try to get me out to train. And so when you're when you're working with these guys pre-draft, you're you're not training 40 and those kinds of things. You're you're doing strictly defensive line stuff, yes? Yeah, strictly skill work, so position-based skill work. Yep. And so does that mean like you you get connected to Lucas Van Ness however that happens? Um, and then do you immediately, like, do you get, do they send you cutups? Do you have to go and, and watch tape? What is your process there? Yeah. So that's a good question. So the, once I figure out who the client is, I'm going to be working with, I'll just do my own homework on them and go back and watch this, you know, anywhere from four to five games of them, cut up some stuff myself, some good things, some bad things, uh, just, just stuff that I can show them, present them as we watch film together. That's usually the first thing we'll do is, is link up and watch about, you know, an hour or two of film. And I just kind of want to see where, where they are, where they're watching and what they're looking at, what keys they're picking up. And then I kind of give them some insight off of what I see myself. That way we can build some chemistry before we just go straight to the field. Before you get to sit down with Lucas and watch his tape with him, what did you see on tape? Uh, out of position uh, compared to from, you know, he, he, he won't, I don't, I don't, Imagine him playing too much interior defensive line in the NFL. I think his game is his strongest points of his game are on the edge. And, uh, you know, he showed that in college. I think it was a little bit of a need at Iowa where they needed him to bump down inside a lot lot of the time. Uh, That was one. And then, you know, two was just his ability to also play at a position at a high level. He was able to play inside at three technique and even the shade sometimes and not you know, it didn't really affect his game at all. He's a very powerful player. Um, but I think what you're going to see in the NFL compared to what you saw in college is a lot more of him in space. And why do you think that suits his game better? He's an athlete. He's a very underrated athlete. I think we saw it at the combine and at the pro day. Like he's going to, he's very fast. He has a great first step off the ball, which he really didn't get to display at Iowa because of the tighter you know, alignments, he played the type five technique, the four technique, the three technique. I think in in the NFL, he will be spread out in the wide nine a lot of the time in passing situations, and he'll be able to display his power off of his first step, and he really gains a lot of ground. And then also, he's very athletic. He he can bend and flatten a corner, and I don't think he got to show that at Iowa. He'd just be, again, because of the way they played him and the way their system worked. Um, not a not a shot against Iowa. They do an, a fabulous job with with defensive linemen and everything. Um, I just think that you're going to see a better NFL version than you saw in college, and I think that's why the Packers should be very excited. When you're when you're going through and watching with him, what what is your impression just of just of like this Lucas Van Ness, the student of his own game? Uh, you know what? That's I don't really get too deep into that into them you know, talking about their own game. Cause I feel like they're learning so much about themselves through the process. Mm. It's like, 
and, and a guy like Lucas, like like I said, he played a lot out of position, so he he didn't really. I don't even think he realized how good he was and how good he can be um, until I, you know, we got on the field and we started showing him, like, dude, you can do this. Like, you can do these kind of things that you weren't doing at Iowa. And I think confidence will always be a pass rusher's number one weapon. The more confidence you can gain in yourself and your moves and your ability to rush the edge, um, you're gonna be you're gonna be lights out as you get better and better at, the, at that confidence factor. So, I think for him it was confidence, and then also being able to play at a position that he more, you know, he was more suited for. And I think that's gonna you're gonna see it. The process will will show itself over the next couple years or so, but you know, hopefully right away. When you when you first get him on the field, I mean, you saw on tape. I mean, you can see when he converts speed to power when he played as a good leverage. He can be a bully. You you don't quite get that in some of the the drill work that you guys are doing. So then it's more about let me see the raw athleticism. What did you notice on the field like those first couple of days? Well, he's very sudden for six five two seventy five. He's so sudden. He has really long arms, strong hands at the point of attack. Um, he's very technical with hand placement. And I think that's a big, uh, that that's going to transfer for him pretty quickly to the NFL. That's a major tool that edge rushers need to have. And he has that type of package where, you know, if he puts his hands in the right spot with the combination of his speed and power, you're, you're going to feel him and he's going to collapse that pocket very quickly. Um, I think the biggest thing for him was just, you know, understanding how to get off of those and use, use some counters off of his speed to power which we worked on, you know, a lot throughout the process and he's only going to get better at it. Yeah. That was something I was going to ask you about because I, I would watch him and it was like, he could, he could create movement against these blockers, but then it was like, okay, how do I get to that next place where now I'm either around or through them, discarding them, shedding those blocks and getting to the ball carrier. So what, what are the kinds of things you can do to drill that stuff? Uh, it's really just repetition, like at the point of attack. You know, so we'll use like me, for example, I'll I'll replicate an offensive lineman. Um, not the best at, at this age and broken down, but I try my best. And, you know, we just rep it at a slower tempo. I think the biggest, you know, the biggest thing I'll, I'll I teach guys when, when it comes to mentally slowing things down and, and almost walk through style, you know, jog through style on the reps is that, you know, the, the brain and the mind, it doesn't really know the difference when you go from walk through to full speed. Um, it's able to create muscle memory and and if you can do those small things and rep those small things at the point of attack whether it's escaping at the top of the rush you know ripping at the top of the rush um you know you're creating muscle memory and as long as you're doing the right things and creating good habits uh when it comes down to that full speed rep your body's just going to naturally know what to do all right we're gonna get to more with eddie in just a second thanks for making locked on packers your first listen every day every day or tomorrow on the show we're going to talk about this roster where it stands and how much worse or better it has really gotten given the losses that this team incurred. Plus, is a youth movement in order? We're going to talk about all of that on tomorrow's show. All right, back to our interview. He is he is someone who at 6'5, you do, you would like in a vacuum, you'd worry about leverage when you watch him play. You kind of don't. Like he consistently plays with, with really good leverage, which is kind of wild. So it seems like, okay, he can be a power rusher. He can run through your face. Um, if you were going to try and say, okay, in a perfect world, if I could just just wave my magic wand and give you the perfect counter, 
what is the counter that you would give Lucas? He has it. He has it, Peter. I, I don't want to give that away. Okay. Because, you know, he has it, and you're going to see it very quickly when he gets to mm. camp and put the pads on. Your, I'm telling you right now, Luke Van, Lucas Van Ness has the ability to be rookie of the year. I'm not even hyping him up. I've, I said it the first day, you know, the first day I got off the field with him, very first day, his agent asked me, hey, what do you think? And I just told him straight up, I was like, this kid's going to be one of the best players in the NFL one day. Like he just, he has that ability. I just don't think, you know, I think people could say what they want about when he was at Iowa not starting. Like, you know, the 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 truth is that people that know, know. You know what I mean? And that's enough. And Lucas knows that. So, um, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to see it early. Um, him and, and Rashawn Gary, when he gets back, they're very similar. Yeah. To what they do at the point of attack off their rushes. It's going to push the pocket and then, you know, don't get me excited for KC because, you know, that's really what we needed. I mean, we, we you know, they worked out together um, throughout the process for about a month. And, you know, I'm, I mean, Kenny Kenny will tell you he, he saw it, too. So, you know, I'm not the only one hyping up my guy. I'm pretty biased when it comes to my guys. But at the end of the day, I've, I've seen it before and I see it in Lucas for sure. And just just so like the listener knows. You before the Packers drafted him, we're talking about pre-combine. You texted me and you I asked you, I was like, so who are you working with? Who you, you know, who, what are you guys doing pre-draft? And you said, This kid, Lucas Van Ness, is an absolute monster and he's going to blow up the combine. And so that yep. was that was before he was a Packers player. You were telling me this kid is is got some special ability. One thing that that I think we are really bad at evaluating through the process, and one thing that I think is when you get a, a really talented kid who fails. It's because um, they're not able to deal with adversity. They're not able to deal with early struggles and those kinds of things. I know that you you like you have a very limited experience set with him, but as as you're talking about, he's playing out of position at Iowa. You know, he's he's not going to be playing a lot of free tech and those kinds of things. Like it it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that he that there was no excuse. He was just like, I just, I need to get better. I need to do whatever this other thing is so that I can be the best version of myself. There wasn't a lot of like, yeah, well, they didn't know. You said he literally didn't know rather than him saying they didn't know. And that seems like a big difference to me. Yeah. You're spot on. He, Lucas is never going to be the type of person throughout his career to complain and point fingers. He's going to do what the team needs him to do. He's a winner. You know what I mean? He wants to win more than anything else. And you know, that's in, that goes individual goals and goes for the team as well. But, you know, I mean, Lucas is going to be the type of player, too, on that defensive front that he'll sacrifice a lot of his wins for other guys to get open and get their one-on-ones. And even if that means him bumping down to a three technique and, and sub packages next to Kenny and, you know, having a 9-1 and, and Rashawn on the other side and and going to work. And I, I think he's he's going to do whatever it takes and whatever the coaches asked him. And he proved that at Iowa and it's not going to affect his game. He's just going to get his head down and, and work. Cause that's all he knows how to do. You mentioned the, the um, relationship that you see in the games between Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness. And that was one of the things I talked about on our show immediately after the difference between Rashawn Gary at Michigan, where he is taking on, you know, two blockers consistently, he's playing four high at Michigan. And it's like, that's not what they're going to ask him to do at the NFL. You widen him out, let him build up some speed and now go bully offensive lineman. Can you just 
give me a little insight into how that can change for a defensive player, like the difference between playing three tech and the runway that gives you as a pass rusher versus playing that wide nine. Well, the three tech, it all happens so quickly, right? Everything's like almost right away. You don't really have a lot of time to build up momentum or work an inside outside track. And, um, you know, when you get yourself in those wider alignments, like a seven technique or a wide nine, you're able to really gain momentum. And if you use leverage correctly with your hand placement and you have the type of power and extension that you can get to one arm like Lucas or like Rashawn, like you see Rashawn's number one rush is that speed to power uses his inside arm extremely well. The hand placement is automatic and he's able to use a lot of counters off of that. And I think that's what you're going to see in Lucas right away is that when you split him out like that, he has the ability to go speed to power and work, you know, inside, outside, or through you if necessary. And it's going to collapse the pocket very quickly. And it's going to put a lot of pressure on tackles. You know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on um, running backs to chip. And, um, and, you know, Lucas is only going to get better. The more reps he sees is going to be so valuable for him. I know this is not not really in uh, your wheelhouse, but but I, I just think like, as a coach, you have some understanding of, of how he's learning and those kinds of things. I worry sometimes coaches want to put too much on a rookie's plate. They get really excited about a player and they go, we think he can do everything for us. And then they try and let him do everything. And it, it kind of overloads them and they're not able to focus on one thing. If, if you were, if Matt LaFleur called and said, Hey, uh, Eddie, should we just let him learn how to be a professional outside linebacker, professional edge player? Or should we try him doing these other things too? What would you say? I would say throw everything at him and see what sticks. Because I just don't think he's a finished product at all. You know, I think that Lucas eventually could be a really, really good interior player. Um, but I do think that in the beginning, and I think that, you know, as far as his career goes, I think he's better suited on the edge. But I I have full faith in Joe B, like Joe Barry and and that group of coaches to, you know, put him in the best places to be successful. And he has a great room. He's in, a, with a great room with some great veterans and some younger guys that were there last year that can help him out throughout the beginning of his process. Um, you know, I, I know him and Kenny are already in contact and I know Kenny's going to be a big, uh, big uh, guy for him to lean on and just figure out the ins and outs of that uh, franchise and, and, um, you know, that facility and just the Green Bay area in general, I think the more comfortable he gets in his environment, the more you're going to see him be himself. Can you, can you uh, let me know how, 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 how is Kenny going to, what is, what else is, is left for Kenny Clark? I can't, I can't let you go without asking you a Kenny Clark question. Like what is there left for him to unlock? He's, I mean, he, we're, we're chasing, you know, the individual goals are there. Him and I have talked about it. We think that we, he left some money on the table last year. Um, it was a tough season. You know, he was very open about that. And, uh, you know, we just went right back to work and he's, again, he finished the season healthy, which, you know, I can't stress enough. That's so crucial for his off season development. Um, again, he's young, he's growing, he wants it. He's not bored. He's not, it's satisfied. crazy how young he still is. It's wild. He, he needs, he needs more. He wants to win a championship and, you know, he wants to be all pro. He wants to get those pro bowl. He, he wants to touch high sack numbers. 10 is the goal every year. And I think, you know, he's right there. I just think, you know, there's a couple things to clean up, which we're working on and adding pieces like Lucas 
are so valuable because you're able to, you know, take some attention away or collapse a pocket for a guy like Kenny who can get to the quarterback extremely quickly off the ball. So um, I think, I think the, 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 you know, the best is ahead for both of those guys. Um, and I, I believe again, once, once the summer hits, they'll be together out here in Los Angeles. Well, I appreciate uh, you offering some insight. Appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, it's, it's really fun. Um, people should go follow Eddie on Twitter. He's always posting videos, a lot of Kenny Clark stuff. Um, there's some Lucas Van Ness stuff out there from, from some of the work that you guys have done. So, um, go, go check that out. And I appreciate your time. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Thanks Eddie for joining the show. Always great to talk to him. Um, uh, Kenny Clark, little update there. Uh, Lucas Van Ness info. I mean, look, I'm telling you, and I didn't, I didn't say this on the show at the time, but he, before we knew the Packers were even interested in Lucas Van Ness, he texted me pre-combine and said, this guy is unbelievable. And I was like, no, I believe it. Now the tape is not there, but I think he gives really important context to why that is playing out of position and still learning to play the position, but with the, with the physical tools and the want to, and all of the, the attributes that you want. Remember what Mike Smith said about Rashawn Gary, that give, give me someone with the physical tools and the drive to be great, and I can turn him into a great player. That is what coaching is, and that is the project that they have undertaken with Lucas Van Ness. This is a player who, according to his personal coach, and yes, he admitted he was biased, he said he thinks Lucas Van Ness can be one of the best defensive players in football, and thought that from basically the jump. That's pretty high praise. That is pretty high praise. And this is someone who was working with Nolan Smith in the pre-draft process. Brian Brzee, former five-star at Clemson in the pre-draft process, has worked with some of the best football players in the NFL at the position. And he saw LVN and was like, this guy is different. And that's the Packers' first round pick. All right, a lot more to come on the Packers Rookie Orientation Series. They've got a lot of picks to talk about. We're going to talk about as many as we can over the next couple months. We're also going to launch a new series. Uh, and we are, going to, we are going to go back in time. I know I get pegged as the Aaron Rodgers hater. But we're going to go back and do entire shows dedicated to some all-time great Aaron Rodgers moments. The Dallas Cowboy game. Man. Some Bears moments, to be sure, are going to be in there. And, and some, some of the lower moments, some of the losses. We're going to get all of it, the iconic Aaron Rodgers moments. We are going to go into the history, pay homage, and have a really fun time this offseason. If there's a moment, I saw Matt Steinman did a piece on this. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of you offered him suggestions. We already have some of these set up um, in terms of the interviews that were, that were lining up for them and, and getting scheduled. So some really fun episodes that I cannot wait for you guys um, to listen to are coming up here in the next couple months. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, when we go live on our Locked on Packers YouTube page, you can do that. Subscribe on YouTube so you can stay Locked on Packers.